Good morning, Glenridge. Happy New Year to you. This is Tony Redmond speaking, and this morning we're going to be looking at Matthew 5, verses 1 to 16. And obviously, for those who know the text, it is about the Beatitudes, and it's Jesus ministering to the crowds. And um, some of the commentaries in the reading that I did around the text describes the Beatitudes as the B, in inverted commas, B-E, the B-attitudes. It's around how we as Christians ought to be. It's how we should present ourselves and what kingdom character actually looks like. And I'm going to read it out of the message because it's just such a beautiful description in a much more simplified language around really what Jesus was trying to convey to his disciples and his followers. And so reading from verse 1, it says that when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. This is what he said. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God, his food and drink, and the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are, your place in God's family. You're best when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they're uncomfortable. You could be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even. For though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you're in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. And so after describing what kind of what kind of um, character, kingdom character looks like and who we ought to be, Jesus then goes on to speak about our purpose as Christ's follow followers. And again, it's a well-known text around salt and light. And so we read on. Let me, from verse um, 13, let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in this world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with us, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And so through this portion of Scripture, Jesus is quite explicit about what our purpose in this world is and that we're not called to live our lives out in a holy huddle. We're not just called to find Christ um, and just to disappear into Scripture. 
but we or to find ourselves in, a, in an environment of just the sameness, mixing with the same people, um, only visiting with like-minded individuals week after week. It's part of our mission and part of our calling to actually demonstrate Christ in the places that we find ourselves in, outside of church, in the workplace, people that we meet going about our day-to-day -day existence. And just an interesting observation around the use of um, the metaphor with the salt is that culturally at the time salt was an incredibly valuable product so Roman soldiers were even paid in salt and so to comment uh, about somebody that he's not worth his salt speaks to the fact that the, you know salt had incredible value but one of the commentators I read spoke about the effectiveness of salt in terms of preserving and giving flavor to something is that it actually needs to come into contact with the meat or into contact with the fish in order to be beneficial. And so too with our lives, that in order for us to be salt amongst people and to, and to shine God's light, we actually need to rub shoulders with um, the, those of uh, those people that God's put in our um, across our paths, whether it's in our workplace, our friends, and our family, we've got to come into contact with the world, um, people who aren't necessarily Christ followers, and demonstrate a better way. Demonstrate how to do this—a character-filled life in terms of what Jesus spoke about in the Beatitudes and in um, His salt and light description in the text. And so, I hope. 2024 sees you seasoning those around you with the goodness of God, getting out of your comfort zones and looking for opportunities to rub shoulders with others, uh, be it in a serving team at the church, on a mission trip into Africa. Stay behind after the prayer meeting, come and have supper and eat with strangers who may very well become your best friends and spur you on to bigger and greater things in the kingdom of God. Join a home group, join an I group. But go about your day making sure that you display the being attitudes of a Christ follower. Thanks, Glenridge. Have a super day. And until the next one, bye-bye.